0: Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host Kitty Buholtz and this is episode 231. Ingram Spark where books are born, an interview with Ben Hughes coming to you on Thursday, January 28th, 2021. Welcome back. So this is the beginning of me doing things a little bit differently uh, for the rest of this year, for sure. Who knows how often I'll make changes. This is probably only the second change I think I've made to the podcast in a little over three years. But now we're going to do four 10-season episodes every year. So there'll be three weeks off in between, which means that basically there'll be an episode each quarter of the year, if you think in terms of quarters, which I do from business school and working in business business quarters are just sort of like in my head, but I apologize if you don't use that terminology. But every three months, there will be a 10 episode season. Now that does not include the fact that we will continue to do the monthly Encouraging Words episodes every Sunday, uh, sorry, every first Sunday of the month. So we'll still have 12 of those. But the nice thing is, is that now we have freed up a little bit of extra time so I can do some other exciting and new things. For instance, starting today and hopefully forever, into the future, we finally have transcripts in the show notes for every episode. Hooray! Thank you to my awesome friend, Angèle for getting started on that for us. Um, If you have any questions or problems with um, seeing it or anything at all, just let us know. We'll see if we need to make a change. If it's not easy to read the way that we've done it or whatever, just let us know. Or if you're like, yay, transcripts, I really prefer those to listening to the whole thing anyway, then let us know so that we know whether or not we made a really great choice or just a meh (laughs) choice. We definitely want to use the time that we have to give you the most amount of helpful information. Because remember, this is the right now workshop podcast. I want you, to be thinking about what can I learn right now in time so that I can write now, now today, now this week. Whatever is your writing schedule, like I want to help you to stick to it or create one or forget writing schedules, just write as often as you can or whatever it is that works for you. But I want to help you to get more writing done and finish your book. In fact, that is why I started creating some programs last year that are called Finish Your Book. One of them, in fact, you might be interested in is the member Program where twice a week we have writing sprints together on Zoom. So we get on, everybody have your project open. All right, go. Everybody mutes themselves and then we write for 30 minutes. And then hopefully I remember <laughs> to stop writing myself and say, okay, 30 minutes are up. Everybody stop writing how many words did you get done? How much editing did you get done? Yay, yay, everybody. Okay, talk to you more next time. And then for some people, it's a time of day that's perfect for them to use this as the jumping off point for their writing. And they'll write some more after we hang up. Other people, it's the end of their day and they're like, "Yay, yeah, I got some extra writing done. So some people are getting writing done in the morning and in the evening, both. So in any case, people are getting more writing done. One of the people in the group, he's like, I'm using this as my writing time. Like this is the writing time that I have period. And I'm very happy with the thousand or so words that I get written during the two writing sprints. And um, and he's happy with the progress that he's making with this book. So if this sounds like something that you would enjoy and, and feel like it would really help you to write and finish your book, definitely reach out to me and let me know. You can either go to rightnowworkshop.com forward slash writing coach, where right the second, that's where I'm going to put all the information that has to do with the membership group, the one-on-one coaching and the group coaching. And uh, you can sign up there for three months, seven months, or 12 months. It gets cheaper the longer that you do it. Uh, and again, we meet twice a week on Zoom to do a writing sprint. Plus once a month, we have a guest speaker who talks to us about something having to do with writing and publishing, something that will help us to write now and finish your book. <laughs> Those are the keywords this year. Um, and then also around once a month, maybe once every two months, just depends on what people's needs are. We have an additional meeting Meeting uh, that meets an hour before one of the sprints. And it, we just go around and everybody gets a few minutes to say, there's this thing that I need help brainstorming with, or I have a question about something and I just need to know like what's the answer to my mm. copyright question or something like that. Um, so it's super fun. It's nice because like this is the thing, one of the things that I do to help people. So it's part of my work. I get paid for it. Uh, it's it's um not very expensive at all. It's very inexpensive. Uh, but nonetheless. Nonetheless, less you are paying to be part of the part of the group. Um, and yet I also get to usually write with everybody. So yay, it's just really fun. Lots of energy. If you like um, getting the energy of other writers together, this is a great group to join. Also, if you just want more information about the other kinds of coaching that I do, email me at kitty at kittybuholtz.com. Uh, I'll make sure that that uh, email address is written out in the show notes as well. And uh, we'll talk about what do you need? What are you trying to accomplish? Uh, Is there something that I can help you to do that? Or do I know of someplace else or someone else who can help you better? Happy to help you. That's what I want. I want all of us to write more, finish our books and change the world. Because you know, I believe that our books can change the world. So I think that those are the only things that I wanted to tell you today. Oh, the other thing that's new is that I have created a self-published yearbook Checklist. Self publish your book is another program I have. If you have a book that is completely done, it's been edited, um, you just um, are not totally sure exactly how you actually get it up on websites yourself, you know, like Amazon, Ingram Spark, that sort of thing. Um, so I have a free checklist. It's three pages long, all the information that you need in order to get your book uh, up on various websites and get it up for sale and publish it. Yay, self publish your book. <laughs> So again, you can uh, sign up and get that. Uh, It's a downloadable PDF that you can type into. So it's a fillable PDF. And that way you don't have to print it and then handwrite it. You can just do it right there in your computer or you can print it and handwrite it, whatever you prefer. Um, But I took a little bit extra time so that you can type into it because a lot of people just do everything on their computer. So now I think I've told you everything that's new. (laughs) So uh, come on over to the website and uh, pick up that handout. It's totally free to you. Rightnowworkshop.com. And the transcript and show notes are at podcast.rightnowworkshop.com. And then you just go to the episode. And today's episode number is 231. So now that you know all the cool new stuff that is happening in 2021, let's go to the interview with Ben. I love talking to him because I just love talking about books and publishing, but also he's just fun and interesting. And, you know, whenever you talk to somebody who has a different accent from yours, pretty much everybody goes, oh, I love that accent. So love your accent, Ben. And uh, he's got a ton of great, interesting things to tell you. Ingram Spark also has a ton of information that they give to you for free on their website. So definitely pay attention. So much stuff that can get you jump started for this year. It's going to be an awesome year, you guys. Today's guest is Ben Hughes. Ben is the business development manager for Ingram Spark in the UK. In this role, he oversees all lines of business as they relate to Ingram Spark, including the customer service team, and has been in this post since January 2020. As the needs of authors develop in an ever changing publishing landscape, Ingram Spark is adapting to ensure that its author platform is second to none in terms of service, author education, distribution options, and customer satisfaction. Ben leads on these areas of focus for the UK business, while also working closely with the parent organization in the United States and the other global office in Australia. With experience across physical and digital book selling and publishing, Ben has worked for the Lightning Source part of the Ingram business, and prior to that, spent five years at Penguin Random House in various sales and operational roles. Welcome, Ben.
1: Thank you very much, Kitty. Thank you for having me.
0: It's fun to see you. So it's been uh, maybe, well, by the time this goes live, almost a year, you and I met in person in the last week of the old world.
1: <laughs> I know it feels like a long time ago um, and in some ways it is, but in others it's not really. And obviously a lot's changed since then, um, yeah. but yeah, it, you, you came to see us in in sunny Milton Keynes in the UK where we're based um, and yeah, it's great to great to see you again.
0: It was so fun. I have to say that was one of the best parts of my trip. I mean, here I had never been to, had I ever been to England before? Maybe, um, for my, my husband's a twin and his twin brother, uh, went to England, happened to be on their birthday and we went to meet them for a weekend. But, but this at most was my second trip to England. And the most exciting part for me was going to the Spark facility
1: you know i do remember how excited you were and i think it was quite infectious it was quite a small group so we have these days where people can come just for for your listeners for for context we invite people to come and see where we print the books and what we do and how it works Uh, we do these days maybe well we try to do one a month but depending on what time of year it is obviously we get less uptake the closer we are to christmas there are certain times of year where people are too busy. and yeah, that, that day, it was quite a small group. I can't remember quite yeah. why, but it was nice in a way that it was a small group because it meant that we got to spend more time talking to you know each individual and it felt a little bit more personal, which is good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it was looking... actually because there was going to be a ginormous group that you guys had planned for because of That's right. Mark Dawson's event, That's right. but the corporation, the corporate part of your company, the parent company uh, had said no we can't do large events because COVID had started becoming an issue that's right three of us didn't get the email and we showed up and you guys were like well three people that's okay
1: I know and it feels it feels kind of surreal now to think that you know we even did that even at three people you know I haven't been to the office where we were since March last year so um, wow It feels kind of surreal, but hopefully we can get back to a, uh, you know, a point in time where we can invite people again, uh, because it's a fun part of what we do, you know, and for any author, seeing a book go through the production process and end up on these little conveyor belts. It's quite fun. So that's a good part of the job. And we, we hopefully we can get back to that soon
0: yes and and i just have to tell everybody whenever this is an option for you you have to go because one of the women that i met her name is alpha and she and i are now fast friends but she and i started jumping up and down on the production floor and she was like we're seeing where books are born and we were both so ridiculously nerdy excited yeah
1: it's for you know for any book lover it's it's a great thing to do and um yeah, you know, we, we put some lunch on. We have uh, we have a, a nice time. We can have a chat. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. It's it's good.
0: It was awesome. So let's talk about some of the things that I learned about Ingram Spark. So um, the, there's a huge company called Ingram, and yeah. then Ingram Spark <laughs> was created. I think after uh, authors started trying to ask Lightning Source if they can individually publish, right? Because I remember I got an account at Lightning Source yeah, kind of near that- the end of that.
1: That's right. Um, so you're right, Ingram. Uh, Ingram Content Group. Ingram is a is an enormous American-owned company. It's still a family-owned company based in Nashville, in Tennessee. Um, started off as a barge company uh, going down the Mississippi River. Still still does that today. There are lots <laughs> of different offshoots of the Ingram family name. Um, and yeah, in the book business, Lightning Source is our kind of bigger main organization, which is catered for. Uh, traditional publishers, in a sense, and looks after some of the biggest publishers, you know, you'll have heard of all of the big trade publishers, uh, all of the biggest academic publishers, as well as some smaller independents as well. And you're right, there were limited author options at the time. And when I say author options, uh, something that is perhaps more tailored Maybe a little bit uh, more competitively priced, etc., and something that also understands the needs of an author as an individual over a business like a big publisher. So yeah, at the time, I think it was around eight years ago now. Uh, one of my my old boss, Robin Cutler, who is who is now retired after twenty five years in the industry, she um, she left her post at Amazon and came and set up Ingram Spark within the Ingram kind of family, and we've been looking after authors ever since.
0: And I have to say that my experience um, has been that you look after authors very well. And it's part of the, it's it's actually even in in your bio, you know, that one of the things that you try to do is have the best author platform out there. So do you wanna talk a little bit about um, when, First of all, I'm not sure how many people um, don't know that much about print-on-demand publishing. Yeah, so sure. some of the audience is going to have already done it lots, um, but let's just kind of talk about what that is and- Sure.
1: So quickly, just the kind of whistle-stop tour of what sort of print-on-demand is, is, is kind of the, you know, the, the clues in the name. You know, we, we don't kind of print books and keep them on shelves in, in thousands and you know, hundreds and thousands what we do is we can print one or 10 or hundred or five or nine, you know, and quite often that uh, means that, you know, an author or a publisher can be far more flexible with their approach and, and also have more control over their inventory. They can spend less money upfront on physical stock that they have to keep somewhere and invest money into and maybe spend that money or that time on something else like editing or jacket design or, um, you know, marketing, for example. So Ingram, and as an offshoot of that Ingram Spark, is one of the kind of market leaders when it comes to print-on-demand. And for the sake of acronyms, which Ingram is built on acronyms, we refer to it as POD. Um, So if I say POD a hundred times in this podcast, you know I'm referring to uh, print-on-demand. And so linked to the POD um, system of printing books, we also have a global distribution network so not only can you print your book in the quantity that suits you, um, you also have access to, you know, every single retail channel you can think of. And that's globally, not just in the UK, not just in the U S and not just in Australia, where we have our main kind of organizational buildings, but also far beyond that. We have print partners all across the globe, China, Russia, most of mainland Europe. Um, so, really we're seeing it's a kind of advent really for, for potential for where authors can sell their books. And, you know, in the last five, six, seven years, you know, we've had authors go from selling one copy to their friends or family to selling thousands of copies a year worldwide, just by kind of learning how the distribution network works, um, you know, educating themselves more on how to market a book. And we help with all of that stuff as well. Um, so POD in its essence is the book doesn't exist until somebody orders it, until somebody hits buy. And then we receive that order through the metadata feeds that we uh, manage and we print the book. And a paperback book will take us maybe two to three days to print before it's out the door. A hardback book might take slightly longer. It's a bit more of a manual process, but still, you know, the best, a working week, we can have a hardback book out the door on the way to the end customer. Um, So it's a really, it's an amazing process. It frees up a lot of time and capital for authors and publishers. Uh, And really one thing that I try to say is it gives back a lot of that control um, to to an author to do what they want to do when they want to do it.
0: Yeah. And I have to say that one of the things that I was... um... Not to say surprised, but I'd never been in a printing facility like that before. I used to work in the magazine world for a short while and went to, um, you know, a, a totally different kind of a printer, a uh, something press. I just lost the word. Yeah. Yeah. The other kind of printer.
1: <laughs> like an offset printer. <laughs> offset. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And so this is quite different and quite the same. And one of the things that was really, um, a, a joy to me as an author, knowing that you know, this is where my books are going to come from for for certain uh, distribution channels, is that the quality of just even one book or one hardcover book, we watch yeah. some people actually do physical, like it's not just machines. some of it's physical people who are making sure that everything is perfect and looks beautiful.
1: Yeah, and that's a good point to make. So, um, for a long time, correctly, there's been a, a bit of a perception problem around print-on-demand books, certainly in the UK. I would say less so in the US, um, but in the UK, I would say definitely. You know, I've spent my career so far working in you know, trade publishing mostly. Um, and so I'm kind of used to a certain level of quality when it comes to the finished product. And I think even I held this perception for a long time was that POD was maybe the kind of hallmark of a lesser quality. It's what people do when they're looking to save money. And that can be true but for some people it's it's not true and and we cater for for kind of both ends of the scale so if you think about a a trade publisher when they start to put books to pod it means they're not selling as much and that's an opportunity for them to save money on that book they can maybe bring some of the finishes down they can change the paper type they can maybe take off some of the fancy you know uh printing uh you know some foil or some glitter they can start to remove those things as the sales demand declines But that's only one part of it. Uh, You know, lots of people use POD as their primary source of printing and we cater to that end as well. So to that point, we've invested literally millions of dollars in bringing our printing equipment up to the standard of what you would see in any kind of traditional offset printer, clays, CPI, for if any UK listeners will be familiar with those those printers. To the point that now, you know, I can say as impartially as possible, you could hold a, a, you know, a POD book in one hand and a traditional offset book in the other. And you would have to be a pretty, you know, keen, maybe production expert to be able to tell the difference. Certainly from a customer point of view, the difference between those two things has come almost down to, to nothing over the years. And that's a, that's a really big deal.
0: Yeah. You guys have a... Um kind of a display room that you yeah. showed us, all the different kinds of things that you can do, which is amazing. Like I think of things in terms of novels and nonfiction books, but you have like, I should let you describe it because it's quite a lot of different things you can print. You can print workbooks and um, yeah. like things for a, like a conference book and-
1: Exactly. And that's kind of, you know, testament to, to my earlier point, you know, in, in, as in, in that we've invested in uh, you know developing our technology so that once upon a time we could only really do one kind of thing maybe a black and white paperback book um but now we have people uploading you know large square format kind of coffee table photography books we have people doing cookery books through through ingram spark and and uh, lightning source we have uh, lots of children's authors so you know high color density content square format hardback um, so yeah you know the, the paper quality as well has, has come on leaps and bounds we now use a trade paper that is used widely by most of the trade publishers in the uk so on that point you would not be able to tell the difference uh we make no secret of the what we can't do as well and i think that's you know important to say so whilst there's lots you can do in ingram spark you know unfortunately we're not at a point just yet where we can add you know, unlimited finish types. So we can't do things like spot UV and embossing and things like that. We can't necessarily add lots of nice foils or glitter or ribbons or end papers or things like that. Um, we may do in future, you know, if the demand is there for what we're doing, then we will certainly look at it. But, you know, in terms of where we were probably even five years ago, the the product range on offer now would would suit most authors and publishers to, to do what they need to do, I would say.
0: Yeah. You have a, um, and, and I would have put it right next to me if I had thought that I would <laughs> bring it up, but um, you have on your display uh, area, a hardcover novel that has a dust jacket, where the hardback portion also has the cover on it. plus the dust jacket. And when I looked at that, like I was like looking at all the edges and the inside and the spine and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so in love with this. I'm totally going to do my books in hardback just so I can have this really beautiful looking copy of a book as well.
1: That's quite a new thing that we've launched. Maybe a year ago we launched that. Um, So yeah, you're right. Having the jacket image printed directly onto the hardboard behind the dust jacket as well. And for any book nerds or geeks, you know, that's, that's great. Um, and we know that, you know, a hardback is something a bit special um, and we encourage authors to certainly think about doing a hardback. We have people that sometimes do them just as a special, you know, maybe as a as a prize or a giveaway. Um, but obviously, when when authors start to hit, you know, a certain level of sales, you know, a hardback book attracts a higher Price point so we we try to encourage people to think of it sort of economically as well you an author can make more money by publishing in hardback as well and in a kind of modern world. You know, having having multiple formats on offer is is a good thing if you can kind of incorporate it into your business and make it work, it can be a great thing to have more than one format. Yes yeah. people like to have a, a choice. And I'm certainly a, a hardback lover. And I can see by your bookcase, you are too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, absolutely. People and, and we're we're doing more hardbacks now than ever as well. It's certainly an area of our business that's improving. And like you mentioned, a lot of that process is still quite manual. It's why it takes a little bit longer. But we're looking to automate more of our process to make it quicker, and in turn, make it cheaper as well. So that's something that's something that's definitely coming down the line. Definitely
0: yeah very nice now we've talked a lot about um uh, all the different options and things that we can do and a couple of times we've kind of briefly mentioned distribution and marketing one of the things that i love and originally um signed up uh, to be on your newsletter list uh even before i was technically a customer having my books printed there um you guys have the most amazing author education like it's there's so many videos i sometimes i'm like i'm not even sure where to tell my clients to start because there's so much information so let's talk a little bit about what you're trying to do with that
1: yeah absolutely and that's um you know i think we mentioned it briefly earlier in you know when you introduced my bio that's a big part of what we're doing and you know even though ingram spark exists within this big company and it's a big corporation and we deal with lots of you know organizations who have you know they've been publishing books for years they know what they're doing they're very professional we also have a large portion of our customer base that are really starting at the beginning um and and they they haven't got the kind of practical skills to to make a success of their book and when i say that you know i define that in as much as you're selling books you know, you're writing the book for the with the intention of selling copies. Um, What success looks like is neither here nor there. It could be 10 copies, it could be 10,000 copies. But what we're trying to do with our education is, you know, help authors get a clearer understanding of how the publishing landscape works, what things are important, what you need to consider, what you what you can't take shortcuts with. Um, And that's, you know, there are becoming fewer and fewer things you can take shortcuts with because people expect a certain level of, you know, quality. So with the education, that's something that's evolved over time. It used to be that we'd publish blog posts and they would be long and, you know, quite informative about how distribution networks uh, work, uh, what to think about when you're typesetting or getting editorial advice or what to think about when it comes to formatting, etc. And so over time, we've made them more digital. You know, we've made them more interactive. But really, what we're doing is listening to the needs and the changing needs of our authors. And obviously, now is a really important time for people. I think to not only understand but embrace the opportunities of selling online. And that can be a big and quite daunting uh, prospect. Um, so we're we're updating our you know best practice guidance. And all of this is done within Spark. You know, you don't really get this across the business because, again, we're thinking about authors. Who, who really needs this help? It's the people that are kind of doing it themselves. Um, and we want to make the best kind of DIY platform we can. Uh, we want to empower our authors to be able to do as much of it themselves. But also know that we have experts here uh, that can help, um, you know, people that, have been through this before. And quite often a lot of our guidance comes from other authors. And I find that to be, you know, probably the most valuable because it's not sort of tied up in jargon. It's practical. Um, It's based on experience. So it's, it's something that we're looking at every day. We look at how can we make our advice, our guidance, our online education, our videos as engaging, as informative, as accessible and as relevant as possible um it's something I'm really passionate about and something that I would encourage you know as much feedback for as possible you know what do you want to see you know if if you're looking at our website if you've got something in mind that you're struggling with and you can't find an answer for it then tell us and we can we can try and incorporate that into future you know whatever it may be a video or a blog post so it's something that's quite exciting and I, I get quite excited about talking about it too
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that is one of the things that gets talked about, as you know, a lot in um, all the little groups on, and I shouldn't say little groups, some of them have thousands and tens of thousands of people, but like the groups on Facebook were uh, independent authors are getting together, sharing information, asking each other questions. Um, it becomes clear relatively quickly which companies are easier and which companies are more difficult to work with when you come to a problem and you need somebody to help you because you've exhausted all of your ideas on how to solve the problem. Tell us a little bit about Ingram Spark and customer service.
1: Oh, it's it's one of the kind of cornerstones, really, of of our offer. You know, when when you're thinking about whether or not to upload your book with Ingram Spark and thinking about the pros and cons, if nothing else, you know, one of the big pros that I always try and celebrate is the fact that we have a dedicated client service team. And you're right to say that there are some organizations where, you know, client service exists to a certain point, but certainly not in the traditional sense of being able to email somebody or or speak to somebody on on the phone. Um, And we're still very much... um, you know, sort of dedicated to doing that for our authors. We have uh, a UK-based team, an Australian-based team, and a US-based team. We also have out-of-hours services as well for people that have, you know, emergencies that can't wait, uh, which happens more than you'd think. Um, And these are people who are, you know, they have the most in-depth knowledge about how the platform works. So if you have a question about you know, why can I not run a certain report? How long will it take my book to be printed and then shipped? All of these practical questions that matter because eventually, you know, they're all tied into when an author is going to get paid or when, you know, th- and this is important. We shouldn't sort of shy away from that fact. Um, so I I, I love our, CS, our, our client service team. Sorry, acronym alert. We call them CSR, <laughs> customer service relation, client service relations, Um They're amazing. They do all of the hard work and it's not really hard, but it's it's the volume. We have so many customers and they rely on our client service team uh, to help them through so many different things. And, you know, I wish we could I wish we could have more of our client service team because they make you know, they make my life easier. They make our authors lives easier. Um, And yeah, I'd say that's a, a massive part of what we do is creating that customer satisfaction through our client service teams who do an incredible job.
0: Yeah. Wow. Excellent. I'm excited. I think that um, Ingram is going to be a big part of my 2021 game plan just because um, I I don't think that I, even when I thought that I knew everything that I needed to know about Ingram, then I would learn some more stuff. I'm like, this is an amazing company.
1: If it if it reassures you at all i still feel that way and i work for ingram you know it's a it's a big organization and some of these things are complex as well you know um we could spend probably the whole episode talking about pricing and discounts and different strategies for different regions and some of these things do take time to understand and you know i, I don't want to sort of sugarcoat that by any means some of these things you need to sit down you need to understand them you need to talk to somebody who kind of has experience and knows what they're doing um and even now you know i am still learning about how some of these things work so certainly don't feel alone in that and that's kind of what my whole point is you know if you have a question and you're not sure you don't have to kind of stay uh, feeling that way you know we can more often than not help you get an answer or a solution which is good
0: that's awesome i love it i I've always i've always been one of those people mm-hmm. who um I was probably partially raised this way and partially it's my personality, but I find a company that gives me good customer service and I'm there. I'm there for the long haul until they really, really, I mean, they would have to be so bad for me to leave them because I tend to tend to be like, <clears throat> this is the place where I can get the help that I need. So. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and
1: it, and it goes back to our kind of original sort of mission statement, you know, that we're, we're catering for authors. And so by definition, that individual is probably gonna have more questions. They're gonna need more time to get used to things. And, and we understand that um, inherently. So that's kind of how we, yeah. it's at the basis of most of the decisions we make, you know, what does it mean for the customer? Is it easy? Is it gonna be hard? Is it gonna take time? Um, so yeah, we, we very much have that in our minds all the time.
0: That's nice. You know, you say mission statement and it kind of um, uh, brings me back around to something we were talking about before we started recording. Um, everything having to do with my podcast and the classes that I teach and the coaching that I do is that I absolutely 100% believe that any of us could write a book that changes the world it might change the world by helping somebody who's had a horrific day at work to just escape from that. Um, I had a a friend who was a pediatric nurse and, um, and I was like, oh, well, I just write romances. It's like nothing compared to what you do. And she's like, no, when I have a baby who dies at work, the one thing I want to do when I get home is come home and be someplace else. And so if you can write a book that makes me, you know, someplace where there are happy endings, I'm like, Oh, and it like totally fit a puzzle into life for me. Like I have a very important purpose in life. And now I want to make sure every writer understands this is a wonderful, wonderful service that we offer. It's great that we can make a living at it or be working our way towards making a living at it. But it's just an important piece of life. And you and I were talking beforehand that um, with COVID and the lockdowns on and off all over the world, that people have been reading more. And because of print on demand technology, they've been able to continue to get access to books and have them mailed or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's been a, it's been an incredible time. And, And I agree with all of, you know, what you just said, you know, as a book lover, there's a, there's an incredibly important part of, of being a, you know, a part of an author's journey. Uh, even if it's just, you know, catering for the print, you know, we just print the book, but, you know, we, we try to understand authors' stories as much as we can. Um, and I think you make a good point as well around authors who are doing this maybe as a side project with the intention of making it their full-time life. And, you know, we love to hear those stories. And, and that's kind of what we're trying to do is make this platform and make our work, you know, help help with that. Uh, so yeah, obviously, when, you know, the first COVID lockdown hit in the UK, uh, and everything I say, by the way, is is UK mostly, because that's the kind of business that I represent. Um, but more often than not, the, the same things are true for our US and Australian companies too. But yeah, we, we saw a, a really significant rise in the amount of people opening accounts with us, which is free to do. Um, the amount of people uploading content, uploading their title. And the only thing I can think is that people maybe had the headspace or the time in their lives or just the motivation to finally get round to that project that they've always thought of, Um, which is an incredible thing to see and to be a part of and something that we hope continues. Obviously not against the backdrop of some pretty terrible... um, circumstances but you know if it takes something like you know a global pandemic to to give thousands of new authors that impetus to say do you know what what better time to write a book or to start that book project than now then you know that that is a positive thing i think um and we we saw a lot of that it was really encouraging and it's certainly something that i felt helped me stay motivated was the amount of people starting their projects last year um and that continued from march every single month we had a record month of people creating an account uploading their book hitting go basically on on the distribution and getting their book out there and and you know i'd like to be able to spend more time following the kind of end journeys of those books see where they end up see how many they sold Um, and there's too many i can't do it but it's great it's a really encouraging thing and i think you're right part of our education is also to share some of those stories you know some of those experiences that authors have when they're finding it really tough some of the barriers that they come up against um and try and maybe create an author community of people that can share advice and there are lots of you know forums for that that we actively support and take part in as well so yeah you know obviously it's not been easy for lots of people and we're very mindful of that yeah um and I hope in a small way if you're trying to find a way through these hard times by writing a book and you want to do it yourself then you know we have some tools and some guidance and I don't want this to sound like a kind of sales pitch in any way because it's not it's genuinely just to say that you know give us a shout ask us for some you know we we offer advice you don't have to sign anything there's no obligation we just want to hear you know what authors are up to uh, and be part of that conversation
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes people can get stopped by any of the steps, not even necessarily the step that's right in front of them. I don't know if I should write a book because I have no idea how I would sell it or how I would market it. Yeah. My thought is go to it's ingramspark.com, right? is the website. (laughs)
1: Yep, okay. Um Yeah, there
0: are so many tutorial videos, and I think it'll like give you a lot more sense of peace and the belief that you can learn how to do this if this is what you want to do and you haven't done it yet.
1: Yeah, and I think as well, you know, I know I said a minute or two ago that there are complex parts of what we do, and there are, but in the grand scheme of things, it's relatively straightforward. If you have a book. You've already done the hard bit. Yeah. Genuinely, you've already done the hard bit. Everything else we can help with, getting distribution sorted, uh, pricing, discounts, all of that stuff is nowhere near as hard as writing that book. So if you've done that, you can do this 100%. Do not feel put off by not having all of the answers around how the kind of mechanics work of selling a book because, you know, we're here to help with that.
0: I love it. That's so encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, um, you used to be able to see and then I moved my computers, but, um, but I've got my Go Publish Yourself sticker that I right. picked up when I met Robin Cutler at uh, Romance Writers of America 2018. Maybe it was in Denver. Uh, do you guys still have the podcast going?
1: We do. So that was Robin's kind of baby. And for any listeners, I think I said it at the beginning. But for anyone who's familiar with Robin, she has recently retired in November of last year. Um, so she's no longer with Ingram Spark. We have a new director whose name is Paige Allen. And if you go onto the Ingram Spark Instagram, there is a introductory video with Paige, ah. uh, for, um, which is great. It's really good fun. She's such a lovely person, has a great background, and so yes. In short, the podcast still exists. We're still recording new episodes. We'll probably decide on a new shape this year about how it looks, how we how we publish certain um, episodes. Because one thing that we're keen to do, for a long time, it was only ever our US colleagues that that took part in the podcast. Oh. Uh, there were UK authors, or you know, not just US authors, uh, interviewed. But since I took over in January for the UK business last year. I've been recording podcasts with more UK based sort of authors and really speaking about more maybe relevant material, uh, more relevant issues to a UK audience. And so one thing that we are looking to do is make sure that our episodes are as kind of relevant as possible for as broad an audience as possible. And that's quite hard to do. and, you know, part of me thinks you should maybe just focus on one message for one audience. But then I do think we've got a great opportunity to to speak about a range of different topics to suit as many different po- people as possible. Um, so, yeah, the, the podcast is available anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, et cetera. Um, it's all there, all the episodes. You can listen to them all. Um, and they're great. You know, they're, they're informative. They're quite conversational, just like this but they often deal with a very specific topic per episode. So if you scroll through the list of episodes and you have a question about distribution or metadata or, I don't know, jacket design, you'll be able to find an episode that speaks about just that topic, which is good.
0: That's awesome. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, I wasn't sure if after she retired if it was gonna continue or not, so I thought I should ask. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we'll continue it. We'll continue it in her honor. Yeah, I know she loved doing it and she was very good at it as well. Uh, And I imagine she'll probably start her own Robin Cutler podcast at some point. So do keep an eye out for that. But yeah, you know, we'll certainly keep that going.
0: Yeah. And I have to say, as someone who um, was originally US-based, and then this is my fourth country that I've lived in now in in Sweden, um, I am finding more and more that there are a lot of people who, like me, move around because of other reasons in their life. Uh, For me, it's my husband's job. We move around for that. Um, But then you start realizing there's a ton of people who are also from another country they're used to how they used to do things and now they don't know how to do things here so right. i love the idea that even if um like i'm just making up numbers here but even if you found that 80% of your listening audience was somewhere in north america if 20% of your episodes you know still spoke to somebody in europe or australia yeah. or something else then to me i'm like that would be awesome i would yeah. i would be listening to all of them
1: yeah and you know you know broadly speaking the the issues for authors are the same in in the yes. US as they are in the UK or Sweden or Australia you know broadly speaking they are it's about you know how do i sell more books how do i improve my availability how do i, imp- I how do i improve my discoverability you know how do i get to grips with pricing so we know that really regardless of where you live um, the the things that are important to you are probably going to correlate somewhere yeah. but we're also conscious of you know making it sound maybe um we quite like the idea of having different accents on it oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah it's not always uh, an american delivering the the intro it's not always an english person it could be an australian and so really just to try and demonstrate that we're a global business yeah. Um, and that's really the the intention of making it a little bit more varied in its subject matter and also the the hosts as well, just to make it sound a bit more varied because we're a global organization. We have people all over the place um, and they're all great. You know, they all have something interesting to say or something interesting to share. And I think the podcast is a good forum for that to, to take place.
0: Yeah. Well, just as one podcast listener, I love that idea. And now I'm going to be like <laughs> listening more often going, it's just when they start changing it up. I want to hear all the different It'll accents. Be,
1: yeah. You'll hear it. You'll hear it because all of a sudden you go from Justine Bilo's smooth US delivery to my kind of Northern <laughs> unprofessional twang, I, su- oh. I, I suppose. <laughs> but um, you
0: gotta remember when you live someplace else. Like I listen to your voice, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool! He has an English accent. Like I, I don't know anything about a northern twang. I wouldn't good. know what that was. <laughs>
1: Fine. Let's keep it like that then. That works yeah, for me.
0: That's right. <laughs> good. Oh well, listen. Um, I know that you have other things that you have to do, and and I'm always um trying to put a ton of information in so that people can can get um the. Most amount of actionable items that they can do right now. So, as far as what could people do directly after getting off this podcast, like I can think of a couple things go to the website, see what's there.
1: Yeah, I uh, 100% I would agree. Go to the website if you're an existing customer, you know, customer author, if you have an account with us, if you're already selling your books through us, I'd say now's a great time in January of a new year. To do a refresh or to do a a revisit perhaps of your metadata make sure it's all up to date relevant is there anything that you need to change um you know have a look at that and and take it seriously as well because these things kind of matter and good metadata sells books um so i would say if you're an existing author have a look at that and if you're someone new who's who's maybe interested in in learning more about ingram spark then yeah go to the website and have a look around um We have all sorts on there and it's really handy. Um, You can can figure out how much your book might cost to print. We have a calculator that's really easy to use. Um, Like we've discussed, you can have a look at some of our videos that kind of explain a bit about what we do and how it works. There are lots of videos on there that are from actual authors sharing their experience around their publishing. so I'd say that's probably as good a place as any to start, and then also, you know, have a look around on some of the different um, sort of individual forums for authors as well to see what people are saying, because there are there are more options out there, of course. And you know, I'm I'm always keen that we, you know, we have to do right not only by our own authors, but we also need to be competitive in the market as well, and and we need to offer maybe something that another provider doesn't so i'd say do your research see what other author platforms offer weigh up the pros and cons and if you have questions and you're not sure then just get in touch is the is the thing i would say don't let the kind of the questions or the unknowing be the reason for you to not do something because we're you know we're absolutely happy to share as much as we know really to help you get started um and that's what i'd recommend
0: that's awesome. And that's just, again, one of the reasons why I love Ingram Spark. I love the way that you're just right down there in the trenches with us. So, yeah. yay. <laughs> good. Yeah. Now, there's a couple other places where people can find Ingram Spark online. Can you tell us?
1: Yeah. So, you know, the website's good. The website's pretty comprehensive, it's a lot on there. Um, and I'd recommend going there probably as a first point of call just to get, you're going to get the clearest sense from the website about things like pricing, distribution, how it works, how to get started, all the videos that we've spoken about. But then we have a very lively Twitter and Instagram account as well, also Facebook. So, you know, we're across all platforms. And obviously, we've discussed the the podcast on Spotify as well, if you're interested in listening there. the Instagram's great. We put a lot of time and effort into updating all of these channels. There's lots of uh, new videos. A lot of our kind of new product announcements we'll, we'll share on our social media. So take a look at Twitter and, and Instagram for those kind of things and Facebook. But they're also a really good place to hear from our authors directly. Um, you know, we kind of use those social media channels as a forum to kind of share a lot of our author experiences. Um, and so if you have a question, no doubt it will have been asked before by another author probably. And it will have probably been answered in one of our, places so have a dig around and and watch some of the videos i'd say they're really fun i think i hope um and informative um so that's what i'd recommend is having a, having a route around what we've got on offer so facebook instagram twitter for the f- kind of f- fun stuff yeah uh, and then the website to really get into the detail and to learn more about how it's going to actually suit you um and then you can start almost building some scenarios around, you know, print and shipping calculators. When you're, when you're starting to get a little bit more serious about what you want to achieve, I'd say, jump over to the website and, and start reading there as well and then get in touch. You know, yeah. um, I'd also say to maybe play around with creating an account and see what that user experience is like, you know, once you've created an account, there's no obligation for you to really do anything. Um, you can just sort of see how that feels see what it looks like um, see what kind of things are on offer for you within your account some of the reporting some of the tools you know we have a book editing tool uh, which is quite new um, so I recommend you sort of um, learning by doing really just just get get into the detail and see how it suits you and I, I would hope that we would cover most of the needs that an author would have awesome that would Yay. be my advice
0: Okay. And so for people who are listening only, it's I-N-G-R-A-M Spark S P A R K. Yeah?
1: That's correct. You may okay. think then. I, I for a moment there, I forgot how to spell, but that's correct. Yeah.
0: Ingramspark.com. <laughs> because there's something yeah, yeah. There's um there there's another gram that has like an, an extra H and A and stuff. And I just right, want to make yeah. sure. Yeah, it's not that no, one. <laughs> no, no, it's not that
1: one. It's nice and simple. Um yeah awesome.
0: And then you and I were talking about like, where can people post some questions? So if they have questions from listening to this episode, and they're like, Ben, but what about whatever? Um, So we thought that why don't we just keep the questions underneath the YouTube video?
1: Yep, fine. So if you have anything that we haven't covered here, if you think of something after listening, um, you know, any, whatever it is, then just post it in the comments. And I'd be happy to do either a follow up I don't know, we could do another session like this, I could yeah. write something, or you could get in touch with me directly. I'm happy to happy to answer follow up questions. Because there always are follow up questions. Yeah, and, you know that's good. Um, I'm one of those people that says I have no questions and then thinks of something five minutes later. So if you're like that, then feel free to, to sort of get in touch afterwards. And we're happy to follow up.
0: Sweet. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. This has been wonderful.
1: You're welcome. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to speak to you and it's fun as well.